part two chapter five of faces in the fire and other fancies this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. faces in the fire and other fancies by frank w barham part two chapter five an old maid's diary christmas eve nineteen seventy three christmas time once more the season strangely stirs the memory and the ghosts of christmases long gone by haunt my solitary soul to-night somehow a feeling creeps over me that this christmas will be my last am i sorry yes one cannot help feeling sorry for life is very sweet on the whole i have been happy and have i think done good but oh the loneliness and every year has made it more unbearable the friends of my girlhood have married or gone away or died and each christmas has made this desperate loneliness more hard to endure did god mean women to come into the world to feel as i have felt to long as i have longed and then after all to die as i must die none of the things for which women seem to be made have come to me and now i have no husband to shelter me no daughters to close my eyes no tall sons to bear this poor body to its burial i have pretended to satisfy myself by mothering other people's children but it was cruel comfort and often only made my heart to ache the more and now it is nearly over i have come to my very last christmas i have always loved to sit by the fire for a few minutes before lighting the lamp and to-night as i do so something reminds me of the old days long gone by this little room neat and cosy but so quiet and so lonely somehow brings back to my mind a dream that i had as a girl was it one dream or was it several dear me how the memory begins to piece it all together when once it gets a start i wonder if i can trace it in my journal i have always kept a journal just for company it runs into several big volumes now and the handwriting has strangely altered with the years i shall tear them all up and burn them to-morrow it will be one way of spending my last christmas i have said things to this old journal of mine that a woman could not say to any soul alive it has done me good just to tell these old books all about it but my dream or dreams when did they come it must be sixty years ago although despite my loneliness it really does not seem so long but it can be no less for it was in the days of the great war the war broke out in nineteen fourteen i was eighteen then but my dream came months afterwards when things were at their worst it must have been in nineteen fifteen i remember that i had been watching the men in khaki everybody seemed to be going to the front my brothers went the tradesmen who called for orders the men who served us in the shops everybody was enlisting all our men-folk had become soldiers and thinking about all this i dreamed i wonder if i entered it in my journal and if so i wonder if i can find it yes here it is ah i thought so it was a series of dreams 
night after night for a week sunday alone excepted i don't know why no dream came on sunday i will copy these six entries here so that i can destroy the old volumes with their secrets without making an end of this the dreams began on monday tuesday october five nineteen fifteen i had such a strange dream last night i thought i was at the front whether i was a nurse or not i have no idea but you never know such things in dreams anyhow i was there i saw fred and charlie in the trenches as plainly as i have ever seen anything and tom the butcher boy and the young fellow who used to bring the groceries and with them and evidently on the best of terms with them i saw a tall fellow with fair hair such a gentlemanly fellow and after i had seen him i seemed to have no eyes for the others if i looked to fred he only pointed to the boy with the fair hair if i turned to charlie he nodded to the lad with the fair hair tom and the grocer's assistant did the same and then the fellow with the fair hair looked up and i saw his face such a handsome face he smiled such a lovely smile and i felt myself blush my confusion awoke me and i knew it was a dream wednesday october sixth nineteen fifteen would you believe it you credulous old journal i dreamed of my white-haired boy again last night isn't it silly he was home from the war wounded but well again and we were being married only think of it i can see it all now as plainly as i can see the white page before me as i write the commotion at home the drive to the church the church itself the ceremony how plain it all was fred was the best man my white-haired boy evidently had no brothers jessie my own sweet little sister was my bridesmaid although she looked a good deal older it seemed funny to see her with her hair up and with long skirts the church seemed full of soldiers everybody who had known him served with him camped with him or fought with him simply worshipped him at weddings i have always looked at the bride and taken very little notice of the bridegroom but at our wedding everybody was looking at my white-haired boy so tall so handsome so fine like a knight out of one of the tales of chivalry and i was glad that they were all looking at him and i was so happy oh so very very happy i was happy to think that everybody was so proud of my white-haired boy and i was still more happy to think that my white-haired boy was mine my very very own i was so happy that i cried cried as though my heart would break for joy and pride and thankfulness and my crying must have awakened me for when i sat up and stared round my old bedroom in surprise there were tears in my eyes still i wonder if i shall ever dream of my bridegroom again thursday october seventh nineteen fifteen i did i really did i dreamed of him again i saw the home in which we lived a beautiful beautiful home i do not mean that it was big but that it was sweet and comfortable and everything so nice i thought that he was walking with me on the lawn he was older a good bit older i should think twice as old as when i first saw him in the trenches but he was still the same 
still tall still fair and oh such a perfect gentleman what care he took of me how proud and devoted he seemed and how he gloried in the children for i thought we had children five of them the eldest and the youngest were boys arthur so like his father as i saw him first and the youngest harry such a romp the three girls too were the light of his eyes and the brightness of his life what times we all had together i saw him once scampering across the fields with the children whilst i sat among the cowslips knitting and awaiting the return of my merry madcaps i saw him sitting with the rest of us around the fire in winter whilst he told tales of the things that he did at the war how the boys listened almost worshipping and again i saw him on the sunday at the church he sat next the aisle i was so happy in being beside him with the children on my right what more i wondered could any woman want to fill her cup up to the brim and wondering i awoke friday october eighth nineteen fifteen my dreams are getting to be like parts of a serial story how real my white-haired boy seems to be he has come into my life and i cannot believe that he is only a dream thing i went for a walk yesterday with mother and jessie and they said i was silent and absent-minded the truth was that i was thinking about him yet how could i tell them nobody knows but my journal and myself and last night it seemed scarcely possible i saw him again it was not quite so nice for i thought we were very old he was no longer tall and erect but slightly bent though stately still and i leaned heavily upon his arm and the children came and brought their children such a lot of them there seemed to be he grew as young as ever in playing with these troops of happy little people and for them there was no fun like a game with grandpapa and as i sat and watched them i liked to think that all these boys and girls would have something of him about them and would grow up to cherish his dear memory as their ideal of all that a christian gentleman should be and sometimes i thought of their children and their children's children till i saw floating before my fancy hundreds and thousands of children yet to be and i speculated idly as to how far his fine influence would carry down these coming generations and once more i awoke saturday october ninth nineteen fifteen oh my journal my journal i dreamed of my white-haired boy again how i wish i never had if only i had always been able to think of him as i saw him on wednesday night and thursday i was once more at the war you know what funny things dreams are in the trenches i again saw fred and charlie and tom the butcher boy and the young fellow who used to bring the groceries but this time they were all in action when i saw them before they were resting the air was heavy with battle smoke the great guns roared and reverberated shells screamed and burst about me it was like night although i knew that it was daytime as i stood and watched looking for somebody four red cross men passed me they were bearing a stretcher and on the stretcher was a mangled form his face was hidden by his arm half lying across his eyes a strange impulse seized me i sprang forward raised his arm in the semi-darkness 
there was a sudden flash caused by i know not what and in the light of that fearful and revealing flash i recognized my white-haired boy i trudged beside the stretcher to the hospital knowing neither what i did nor what i said and when we reached the hospital my white-haired boy was dead my white-haired boy my white-haired boy my white-haired boy was dead oh that i had never dreamed again sunday october tenth nineteen fifteen i dreamed once more but not of my white-haired boy i dreamed of myself pity me that i had nothing better to dream of i am only a girl but in my dream i saw myself an old woman old and lonely oh so very very lonely i was sitting i thought in the dusk beside a bright and cheery fire in a neat and cosy little room neat and cosy but oh so lonely and i felt sorry for myself very sorry for the self that i saw in my dream was a sad old self a disappointed old self a self that had fought bravely against being soured but a self that had after all only partly succeeded it was not a nice dream the nice dreams that i had earlier in the week will never come again no it was not a nice dream and i awoke feeling uneasy and unhappy and my head was aching christmas eve nineteen seventy three and so with a shaky withered hand i have copied into the last pages of my journal the entries that i made in the first of these old volumes what did they mean those dreams that came to me so long ago was there a white-haired boy at the war a white-haired boy who if there had been no war or if just one cruel shell had failed to explode would have been the glory of my life and the father of my children but there was a war and the fatal shell did burst and my white-haired boy and i never met never met the five happy children those two fine boys and the three lovely girls will never now gladden these dim old eyes of mine those troops of grandchildren and those hosts of unborn generations that i saw in my happy fancy will never leave the land of dreams and alight on this old world in the days of the war i remember how people wept with the widows and sorrowed with the mothers whose brave sons were stricken down and god knows none of that sympathy was wasted oh it was heart-breaking to see the lusty women who would never see their husbands again and the broken mothers who would never even have the poor consolation of visiting the graves of their fallen sons and i was only a girl a girl of nineteen and nobody wept with me i did not even weep for myself nobody knew about my white-haired boy i did not know but i know now yes i know now and god knows i pillow my poor tired old head on that god knows god knows and so this then is to be my last christmas ah well so be it and perhaps who can tell perhaps in a world where we women shall know neither wars nor weddings nor widowhood i shall before next christmas have found the face of my girlish dreams end of part two chapter five